1: Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am D.C. Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged, and a Wall Street alum, Top WB CEOs, and most recently, 2022, LinkedIn, a top voice, one of top voices on racial equity. And I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita.
0: Hey, D. I'm Mita Malik. I'm a business leader. I'm a diversity, equity, and inclusion executive. And most importantly, I'm a working mother.
1: And she's always very humble, but if you follow uh, Harvard Business Review, she contributes really awesome, amazing content there, as well as some of the other top media and business pubs. But if you've been following the show for some time, you already know that. And you also know, Mita and I started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in the workplace. From my perspective as a Black woman, I'm Black. And for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. And at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out of this conversation and this table. And then we provide you with the tips you need on not how to survive, but how to thrive in organizations. So there's that. And then some of you may follow Mita and know that she tracks everyone and everything that is happening as it pertains to dimensions of diversity and women of color in particular. And so because Mita and I have earned and worked hard for this platform, we really want to use our platform to lift up as many women of color as possible, including founders. And we're going to do just that. So who do you want to shout out On today's show, Mita. So, Dee,
0: here's who I want to shout out Partake Foods. And before I go into Partake Foods, I know that there are people listening who will say, This is a paid advertisement. It is not a paid advertisement. Dee and I are on a mission to lift as many women of color as possible, particularly women of color who are founders, because Dee taught me early. I come from the school of DC Marshall, write a check, big or small, write a check. Vote with your wallet. And so back to Partake Foods. My husband D, as you know, oh God, he's gonna be talking about me on the podcast. And <laughs> he recently started his gluten-free journey. So we are trying gluten-free items as a family. And Denise, who's the founder of Partake Foods, started this company because her daughter had a number of food allergies. And these chocolate chip cookies are so yummy, gluten-free, so yummy. Go buy them. Do you know from my daughter's class? you know, we host birthday parties in the school. I gave everyone a box of her cookies because they're so amazing. And she also does baking mixes and pizza crust. So I have to try all that out. So partake foods, everyone.
1: I love it. I saw that on your IG with your kitties. They were so adorable. I'm like, oh, that must be really, really good. And I too need to begin my journey along that gluten-free sort of path. But that's a whole nother conversation. I'll talk to you offline about that. So now, what are we talking about today, Mita?
0: Oh, gosh. Well, we can talk about many things, but I ain't gonna, we're going to talk about this. Dear white women, so white women, please pull up a chair and grab a seat. Let's unpack Jane Campion on the Williams sisters. So we're going to get into that. And one of the things D and I decided when we started Brown Table Talk podcast is like, we want to be there for all of you. So Dee and I have each other and how can we be there for everyone else? So as we're unpacking, talking about these current events, we want you to all know what we're thinking. So -hmm. we're gonna talk about it and then we're gonna leave tips at the end. Dee, let me set the stage for this because I want to get all the facts right because you know someone will come after us and say, that was not factually correct. So Mm -hmm. here are the details, let me set the stage. Jane Campion, Best Director, Power of the Dog, for her film Critics' Choice Awards. She accepts the speech during the speech, talks about how she has faced a number of obstacles. It's absolutely stunning tonight to be here among so many incredible women. This is how she starts her speech for Best Director. Gives a shout-out first to Haley Berry, and then to the Williams sisters, Serena and Venus, whose lives were portrayed in the nominated film King Richard. And then she says, "What an honor to be in the room with you." She told the tennis legends, so she's addressing Serena and Venus. I'd also just like to give my love out to my fellow the guys. And Serena and Venus, you are such marvels. However, you do not play against the guys like I have to she said. As the TV cameras caught Serena clapping animatedly in the audience, it should also be noted that Campion isn't correct. The Williams sisters have indeed faced men on the tennis court winning several titles in mixed double competitions. Oh my goodness. So she apologized for her thoughtless comment. But this to me, D, as you and I were chatting about it, this is what happens in our workplaces and the intent versus impact and how white women need to show up differently. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to pass the mic to you.
1: Yeah. It's a, a blind spot, you know, and I, I'm being kind when I say a blind spot, right? Just yes, not you are. You are. being educated and informed. And you know what? I think I could go back and frame it in this regard. I know you remember the story that I shared years ago where a white woman was in the room with an, all, it was an all-Black room and she made a comment about women in general. And what I realized is she thought she was referring to all women, but she was not. There was a blind spot. She was not speaking about women of color in general and Black women in particular. So so she was not able. She was not able to see it. But the miss, like Jane, was also that she didn't have the capacity, the insight Mm -hmm. to leave space for an experience and a situation she knows nothing about. She knows nothing about being the greatest legend of all times in, in in sports, right? The greatest athlete. And she knew nothing about the battles and the experiences of the Williams sisters. So I think that's my initial reaction was that again, we have often when white women speak, they are speaking from a place of their white privilege and their America, right? Because we know there's two different systems. It's their system, their America, and then there is another system, another America. And so they speak from a place of privilege and it was just bad. It was painful. Oof. It was painful.
0: There's there's so much to unpack here. One of the things I thought is why did she have to center it back on her and why did she even include the Williams sisters? It's her acceptance speech, right? <laughs> and so what was the point of that? So I thought to myself, what is happening here? But also to your point, the lack of understanding mm-hmm. of the level of racism. Yep. We call it what it is at the Brown Table Talk.
1: Call things by their right name. It was racist. Yep.
0: Racism and what the Williams sisters have faced and continue to face in their careers. Yep. Right? We talked about this in our recent episode what to do when you're mistaken for the other black or brown Mm -hmm. woman. And the fact that not too long ago, a New York Times article comes out about Serena Williams, but Mm -hmm. the picture is of Venus Williams. I mean, so what is it that she has this, she doesn't even understand the level of racism they've
1: had to endure. Yeah. You know, I like your call out though, that wait, why did she even mention them? What's the point? I don't even understand what it was. Yeah. And you know what? So let's think about this for a second. It's maybe their presence, like that Black woman can't be denied. Women of color, br- brilliant people cannot yes. be denied. And she found, and maybe it was like wanting to say something, wanting to do something. So this is goes back to what you said intent versus impact, right? How it landed. So maybe, I don't know, she just thought this is a moment and I feel like I should acknowledge there, you know, and it it may be her fangirling them, but just not knowing, not being educated. And this is what happens when we live in a system, in a world where there's no space to talk about race and culture and experiences. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. So this is the hashtag fail and this is the business case as to, why allies and leaders in the room, why there should be more conversations so that you as a leader don't make this mistake. Now, listen, we're all human and we're not perfect and we we all make mistakes. Yes. But, but at this point, this is a reason why these conversations should be had so that you got 99 problems, as Jay-Z would say, 99 problems, <laughs> but this it- <laughs> Do you love that? <laughs> you love it. Sigh, I love I I, it. I almost fell off my chair again, di am going to fall off my chair again. But making a, you know, this mistake is, can't be won. What say you, friend?
0: What I also found very interesting about this interaction is that she smiles as she says it. She's smiling the whole time. So she thinks she's a compliment. She's perhaps threatened by them. They're in the room and their greatness. Everything you said, but she's smiling. And so I think about intent and impact And times in my career where white women have said the most inappropriate thing with a smile. And so it's also almost worse because the people who don't know any better are clapping and like, yeah, because she's smiling. And then the thing I want to unpack, which I had to coach a white woman friend on, was the fact the cameras, you know, Jane Campion's on stage, Critics' Choice Awards, makes those remarks. And then, of course, camera pans to the Williams sisters. Yeah, yeah. And there they are clapping and smiling. And so someone says to me, Well, they're not upset. They're not offended. Now I'm going to fall out of the chair. What? What? But this is what we're expected to do in our workplaces. What are they supposed to do? They're on a national televised award show. What if they rolled their eyes? What if they made a face? Then what would the headlines have been? Every black woman. Can't take a compliment. She didn't mean that. The story would have flipped. It wouldn't have been about Jane Campion. It would have been about Serena and Venus's reaction. And that is why so many of us have to show up at work just smiling and clapping. Like, what an analogy. Yep, I'm sorry. I'm gonna.
1: I'm gonna sit no, no, down. No, that tea. was good. I'm
0: hot this season.
1: You know what? That's it. You're right. You just nailed it in terms of then the story or how the story would have centered. And let's hyperlink back to the study that Catalyst did some years ago on the emotional tax that people of color mm-hmm. have to pay. Meaning we have to pay this kind of tax. Meaning I have to manage. I have to self manage in this moment because all eyes are on me. And however I respond, if it's outside of a gracious Just yep, acknowledging and going along, co-signing in some ways. If it's anything outside of that, then I will be judged. I will be criticized. Then I become a bad person if I don't do anything. So I think you are so, so right. But you know, there's so much here. I also want to go back to Jane. It's just like. So much of this is also about like her sorting through who she is, being, uh, you know, her identity. And I don't know, it's, it's just so much. But wait, let's go back to even the apology. And so she said, I made a thoughtless comment equating what I did in the film world with all that Serena Williams and Venus Williams had achieved. Can we put this in the parking lot, Mita? How many white women would apologize Look, she said, Mm. I did not intend to devalue. So everybody write this down. We're calling things by their right name. She said it. It was devaluing, condescending, minimizing, racist. There was lots of things here. Wait, did you help her with the apology? Did she hire diverse (laughs) and engaged? Because that's really good. Isn't that good? (laughs) No, whoever her people are, apparently they got her together. They gathered and snatched her edges.
0: let (laughs) Let me say, I know, I know you're right. It was a good apology. But I don't think she had any other choice. She had to apologize. She did, right? You're she was right. forced to apologize, right? And right. I give you props. You're right. It was a good apology. I think what you said about the devaluing, yep. that was an apology that got it right. You know what? It's like when my husband says to me, "I'm sorry, I made you feel that way." Excuse me.
1: <laughs> That's not an apology. Not an apology, like so to name it. You're right. They she named it. Named it. Right. That's good. So right. If Somehow there's a slip of the tongue and you know it's not right because now I'm talking to our leaders and allies here. If there's a slip of the tongue, you know it didn't land well. It wasn't appropriate. It was condescending. It was racist. And let's call it racist. It's not microaggressive. I mean, that's an SAT word for racism. <laughs> so, yep, but name it. Devaluing. Two legendary, actually, Devaluate. and two legend, and then lifting them up, two legendary black women. Yeah, right. And then she's legendary is a good word. Black women is a good word Absolutely. because while we are all collectively here as women of color, no, tease it out. Let's tease it out. World class. You know what? Sidebar. Whoever her publicist is, they that this was genius. Legendary black women and world class athletes.
0: You're right. You're right. And the devaluing is about minimization. Yep. Because she minimized them in the room and devalued them. I think what for me is lacking in the apology is not calling out the racism now. That's a hard one. You're right. Right. But it's also, but there's no, there's no, the fact that you watch their careers, these legends, the Williams sisters, Serena and Venus and the racism they've had to endure. We could do another podcast episode. I'm not going to pull up- all of the receipts on that, yes, right. All of the things that have been documented, but isn't that missing, D? I was like, that's missing for me.
1: Okay, yes, oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Let's tease this out. We need to download this. So everybody, help us out with class notes. Classes in session. Professor Mata <laughs> Mita, baby. Listen, you're right. How do you do this apology? How do you rewrite it? She centered on them, right? The I don't want to say target, but call out your own. What was wrong about that? With in me. And so say that it was a blind spot, say that it was racist, say that I'm working. What are you doing differently now, Jade? And I think you're right, Mita, that is missing. Because as you call it out, you are helping people give language to the behavior and you're bringing other people along. So Jane has an opportunity, had an opportunity. You know what? I'm going to bring my WG girlfriends along. Let's talk about this. I would love to hear Jane started these conversations, started these circles, challenging other white women like, Hey, you know, I made a big mistake, but I really want to use this moment, you know, for us to do better, be better. Wouldn't that be awesome? So I'm encouraging all white women be okay now with the self-awareness and recognizing where you made a statement. The intent versus the impact was wrong and it was racist. Let's call it hashtag wrong and racist. It was racist. Hashtag everybody wrong and racist. Okay. Is, and tell everybody go. to come back there over here because we're talking about it in a safe space. In fact, we're giving allies and leaders a safe space to listen. Remember me to season one, our friend said, yes. y'all are creating a space where we can Ear hustle on conversations that we've never been privy to. And so you get to hear this. So, white women come back in, come back in, come back in, my WG sister friends. So, recognizing when you've made a comment, it was wrong and racist, go back and can you apologize to correct it? Learn. Because here's the other part of this the value and benefit, the ROI to you, WG sister friend, girl, how about you're going to be a better leader? Hi, I'm Jonathan Fields. Tune into my podcast for conversations about the sweet spot between work, meaning, and joy. And also listen to other people's questions about how to get the most out of that thing we call work. Check out Spark wherever you enjoy podcasts. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of.
0: Okay, so white women, allies, friends, leaning into this conversation. Here's the other thing I want to talk about that happens in our workplaces. You know we do this work for a living. You own your own company. I work for a company. It's all about diversity of representation, creating workforces that reflect the communities in which we operate in, a lot around gender. Sexism is not the same thing as racism. I'm just going to say that. Mic drop. Sexism is not the same thing as racism. So for white women who want to create community and conversation with women of color with black women it is not going to be around sexism right it is going to be the intersection of both and this is the blind spot right this is the this is what you would say this is what yes. I, I see this so often in our workplaces it's like you know i show up yeah as a woman as a mother all different types of intersectionality but also i am brown and D, you are a woman and you are black. That's and right. And so just to, right. not to like, you almost diminish and take off the table that you're black, that you're brown, yep. you're just a woman. Yep. And yes, there's camaraderie in that, but yes, it's more than that. And if you don't see that, you were just defaulting to sexism all the time and not acknowledging the intersectionality that's of right. what we face. I got to take a breath now. di am
1: just, I can't. There's so many topics this season. Just this is so good. Wait, and not just that we're brown women, but how about, like, we haven't even touched on this, the intersectionality of non-binary, right? Not even the, yeah. how, about, how about if I'm a black woman and I identify as LGBTQ, same-gender, sex-loving people? Like that part, okay? And that's got to be on another show. I had one of my good friends, my WG, girlfriends reach out to me like D can you check these folks on this because i think something came up yes. in the hearing so anyway this is so good what were you going to say i'm like just here for it
0: this season there's so many topics but this i this is i hope that our white women friends who are here listening to this understand this because what jane campion did in her comments is perpetuate racism and also dismiss it Minimize it. Erase it. Can I say? Erase it. And so that's what I hope, if you're listening in, that you will take away and think about. And just, you know, I just want to leave this before we move into the tips. Please, 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 for the people in my life who said, and I coached them, oh, but they were clapping, they were happy, they were fine. That goes back to what Dee talks about. The emotional tax. Yep. The burden that women of color have to face mm-hmm. everyone's watching be cool calm collected unflappable yeah. don't pretend that upset you or hurt you because then you will become the story mm-hmm. and so i just want allies to really sit and understand that that's not a pass that's not oh it was all okay because she reacted fine right that's that's the other area of opportunity because i know some people were like oh that wasn't a big deal they didn't seem upset yeah. They didn't seem upset.
1: Wow. So I feel like we could go on forever, but before we go to the tips, I just want to share this. And I'm going to post this on the roundtabletalkpodcast.com site where you can download the tips that we share. And I am also going to include the link to the research on the emotional tax for those of you who may not know, but it is, again, a catalyst research series where they uncover the reality that Asian, Black, Indigenous, Latinx, and multiracial employees pay in the workplace. And so um, that gives some further insight as to the tax, not just in the workplace, but even Mm -hmm. outside of the workplace when it just comes to the work that we do and how other people perceive that. And then last thing before, again, we go to the tips is when I think about Jane, you know, I think she closed out with a comment that Venus and Serena, not just our, our marvels, but that comment about you don't play. And I think a takeaway, and I feel like an easier lesson to learn if you identify as a white cisgender male, female, is stay away from telling other people what they do or don't. Yes
0: a life lesson, a life lesson. It's just a life
1: lesson. So if you just steer clear of never saying, well, Mita doesn't do, or D doesn't do, or D does, just stay out of commenting on what we do and don't do, our lived experiences. If you follow our shows, we've done another show about an article that got Mita all twisted up. And and I was agreeable, but Mita was (laughs) hot. And um, in any event, so Mita, why don't you now take us into our tips as we close out the show? Okay, so we're going to leave three tips for allies today. The first thing I want
0: you all listening to think about is, do you have meaningful relationships with Black women in your life? I'm just going to say that. If you were confused by today's episode, that's okay. We welcome you, we welcome women of color and allies into this space. But if you don't understand, like we just talked about, the intersection of sexism and racism, you need to build meaningful relationships with black women where you can understand a lived experience that's not your own. Number two, Dee has taught me this, interrupt and educate. We do this a lot. I just talked to you about the white woman in my life who was confused. Well, Serena Williams is clapping, she seems happy. Interrupt and educate. And D, I know you just like to drop the mic, so just do number
1: three, okay? Number three. Listen to this episode again, okay? Because <laughs> this, listen, that's it. All right, Mita, close us out, my friend. You might need some time to marinate. <laughs> marinate. Listen
0: yeah. again. Take note. Okay, we got these tips, but listen, diverseandengage dot D's my girl people who need coaching help, consulting advice. This is what we do, lift each other up. Please call D. Okay, oh my God, this was amazing. Roundtable Talk community, thank you so much. We love you. And if you like today's episode, please share it with another woman of color in your life who is looking for community and conversation. And please share it with allies who are looking to do better and be better. And D and I, we'll see you next time. Side
1: effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.